Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the show. Big thank you to everyone who's tuned in to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. If this is your first time listening to the show, then a big thanks um, for tuning in. I'd love for you to go back through the library of episodes. We're up to nearly 300 episodes, so there's so much content there for absolutely everybody whether it's with myself or with some of the incredible guests that we've had on the show. There's definitely value there for everyone that's tuned in. For those of you that listen every week, a big thank you. Um, As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or take a screenshot and post it on your social media for me. Uh, I want to get stuck straight into the the content of today's show, which is um, some training non-negotiables. Now, I like to talk about it's it's a kind of a term that I've used over the past 12 to 18 months the non-negotiables and um I have plenty that I stick by from day to day whether it be with my nutrition whether it be my daily you know morning routine um or training I think it's things um which you could probably also refer to I guess just as habits over time um and you know I've spoken about habits previously on the show and how I think that um Anyone that's looking to build new habits, the smart way to go about it is to gradually build them up over time. I even mentioned on my my Instagram story yesterday, um, responding to a question um, from a Q and A about how someone said how to completely overhaul overhaul their diet, um, and I just said one thing at a time, and it's super important. But these these non negotiables that I want to talk about today, and I'm sure there's plenty more that we could go over as well. Um, but these are just the things that I thought would be super important and things that could get you guys moving in the right direction and making sure that your training is effective, it's efficient, and you're getting the most out of it. Because in the end of the day, that's what we want. It's you know half the battle is turning up to the gym in the first place. Half the battle is um, committing and and keeping accountable towards yourself to achieve your training goals. But it's just far too often I see people in the gym that. Um, for a lack of a better way of explaining it, just wasting their time. And I don't think, you know, there's no such thing as a bad workout. So anyone that's in there training and putting in the effort and getting their body moving, getting their body moving um, is heading in the right direction. But I would just love to see everyone get a lot more out of their efforts in the gym and, and see the best results possible, but also enjoy it, which I'm going to touch on today as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm recording today's podcast for you guys Um in this little podcast studio that I've been using, it's uh, it's currently quarter past six in the morning. Um, had a client cancellation, and I wanted to get this episode out to you this week. Got a, a super busy week um, coming up, and I, I thought I'd mention before we get stuck into the full episode today um, about a, a little secret business that my partner Danielle and I have been working on for some time now. Uh, we've been, we've been working on an activewear company which we've called Unify spelled Y-O-U-N-I-F-Y. I'll have the link to the website in the show notes below. But we're going to be launching this week, um, Thursday the 1st uh, of April, which is um, is super exciting. Um, we, we're really looking forward to bringing this product to the market. We started working on it throughout COVID lockdown last year. Um, it was a challenge to jump into the world of e-commerce, but it was also something that Danielle was really passionate about when it came to active wear I constantly get questions asking what she's wearing um, when we train together and she always found that she could find a set that either looked good and uh, and didn't fit well 
or fit super well but just look like shit so we decided to bring our own product to the market and we think we've absolutely nailed it and we're super excited we're teamed up with the lab group to bring some awesome content and a launch plan which is finally um about to be you know live to the world on thursday the 1st of april um so whenever you're listening to this it may have already passed if it had go check out the website um if you're listening to this uh, as it comes out today then love for you to go and jump on the website today which as i said will be in the show notes and you can suss out um our first collection we're very proud of it um and we're looking forward to seeing how it goes and it's just another another learning curve i guess but um all the feedback's been fantastic on the product and we think you're gonna love it so make sure you go and check out unify and also give us a follow on the instagram page as well that is, um, I just wanted to mention that before we get going and we'll probably do a full episode on this at some point in the future as well because there was plenty of fuck-ups along the way. Um, it was really, it's been a really challenging but fun journey and like I said, something completely different. So um, yeah, launching Unify Active this Thursday. Uh, make sure you jump on board. But let's get stuck into today's show. Now the first non-negotiable when it comes to training is a warm-up routine. Now, Previously, you would see most people, and, and a lot of people still do this, rock up to the gym, and I used to do this as well. Um, would go jump on the treadmill or an exercise bike or fucking one of the cardio machines and just spend a few minutes just rolling the legs over, maybe checking your, your social media on your phone, watching TV or just, I don't know, staring around the gym. And you'd class that as a warm-up and then you go and do all your heavy lifts and your, your big movements in the gym. But you are you're really not warming your body up there. Um, you're almost wasting your time and it's just way outdated and it's not the correct way to warm up in my opinion. Now, everyone has their own way of of warming up, I guess, but what I found super effective for me and my clients is a three-step process. The first step of that process is to foam roll or do some form of self-myofascial release. So, you know, as I mentioned, foam rolling, spiky ball, uh, maybe massage gun, whatever it may be, to break down that tight muscle tissue that you may be struggling with. The second step is mobility, so that'd be things like ankle mobility, lower back, hips, shoulders, to make sure that we've got a proper range of movement in the areas we're about to train so that we can actually do the exercises properly, and this makes a significant difference to the quality of our training sessions. The third step is activation, so when we think of activation, think you know, band work for the glutes, um, things like crab walks and hip thrusts and knee abductions and things like that um for the shoulders it might be rotator cuff activation things like that which uh you know i put a post up on my social media the other day about my full shoulder warm-up routine you can go and suss it out and i post a lot of regular content i think there's an igtv video as well of a full lower body warm-up to show give you an idea of what that looks like but warming up is a non-negotiable but warming up properly is even more important. Um, so yes, it's all well and good to get the blood flow going and stuff like that if you're coming into the gym. But um, you are going to find that your training goes through the roof, the quality of your training goes through the roof if you actually put some effort into that warm-up routine and make sure your muscles are firing in the correct way for when you start your session. The second non-negotiable is that compound movements make up the meat of the workout. So I like to refer to compound movements as... Um, the base of a cake and then your isolation, your accessory movements um, is the icing of the cake. Now, although icing tastes fucking fantastic on a cake, without the layer or without the base of the cake, it's pretty much useless when we actually refer to a cake. So 
I want you to think of the big lifts as the main part of your training. These are the things that come first, and uh, this is where you're using multiple, you know, multi-joint, multiple muscle groups at the same time to perform an exercise, which uses more energy. Um, it's going to stimulate your central nervous system more. You're going to be able to lift more weight, so to get more volume, more strength over time. Think of things like squats, deadlifts, overhead presses, um, pull-ups, pull-downs, rows, lunges, step-ups. These are the big movements that should make up the majority of your training. And then the isolation accessory exercises is what we bring in towards the end of the session, maybe for some more volume, maybe for um, you know to work on some weaker points or areas that may help us improve on these bigger compound movements as well. But if you're going into the gym and focusing purely on isolation exercises um, or, or putting all of your energy into those first, things like curls and maybe leg extensions, calf raises and all this stuff, Yes, they can be great pieces to the puzzle and great exercises to include and incorporate in your training program, but they shouldn't be the majority of your of your session. So when structuring a training program, when stru- structuring a training plan, I think it's just very important that we that we uh, we focus on those big compound movements first um, and build our program around those. And I typically like to stick to maybe three to four main compound movements um at, at least two of them anyway in a uh in my training sessions regardless of what i'm doing so an example may be on a lower body day which i'm actually going to do this morning um you know i might have in there a romanian deadlift um a barbell squat and then um you know at the moment i'm throwing in something like a leg press so there are three bigger movements that are going to be using multiple um, muscle groups at the same time that are, allows me to lift some pretty heavy weight um, and that I can use as a bit of a gauge and a bit of a benchmark for my training over time to progressively overload. After those exercises are done, I'll then move on to some accessory and isolation movements to make up the rest of the training program. To keep it enjoyable, keep it um, fresh i guess and to add some more volume in there as well so that's number two mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Number three is that execution should always come first. What I mean by that is that you should be constantly thinking perfect rep every rep. Every rep should look and feel exactly the same. Um, you know, if I say five perfect reps um, is going to be far more beneficial compared to 15 shitty reps with a heavy weight where you're not going through full range of movement, where the quality sucks, it's super quick. And you're literally just doing it because you it's your ego taking over. Now, I've got a massive news flash for everyone that's listening at the moment. And this may shock you. Um, this is just a study that's come in recently. Um, super interesting. But nobody gives a fuck about how much weight you're lifting in the gym. And so try and get your head around that. Like, I mean, it, no one gives a shit how much you're bench pressing. So when you're going in there, if you're going in to see a result, then start to focus on the result before you worry about what everyone else around you is thinking because no one really cares. But execution should be the main priority. So perfect form, uh, making sure that we are continuing to overload our training as often as possible, but only when we are able to do that exercise correctly for the full 
um, amount of reps that we're that we're aiming for. Perfect form, feeling it in your target muscle um, to make sure that we're actually getting something out of the exercise. You know, some people you go in, see them doing like a barbell curl, and it looks more like a fucking Romanian deadlift um, than <laughs> than a curl. So you're starting to think to yourself, well. It's all well and good to load up the bar and, and feel really good about yourself, but have you even targeted the muscle group that you tried to target in that exercise, in that session, to get the result that you're after? And most of the time, the answer is no. So have a good think about that when we're performing these exercises um, to see, to, to get a good understanding as to whether or not you're getting the most out of your training. Because if you're not, then you know that's, that's all well and good if that's what you prefer, but if you're there to get results, then maybe it's time to, to take that a bit more seriously and you'll be surprised at how much better of a how much bigger of a difference it makes to your training, not only to the results, but also to your energy expenditure by actually using the muscle group you're trying to use and stimulating more muscle fibers and expending more energy. And you could a lot of people would be surprised with how much less they could do in their training sessions if they did it properly compared to going in and just trying to do a million things to feel like they've trained really hard. But um in the end of the day it's uh it it makes it does it, it it makes a huge difference. Execution it makes a massive difference to to our results. And um, if more people focus on that, then more people would see shitload better results. Number four is that we should ideally be doing more pulling exercises than pushing. So most of our day-to-day activities, like right now I'm recording this podcast and I'm sitting down. My hip flexors are, um, are contracted, so they're tightened. I'm probably rounding my shoulders, which I definitely am. Um, when we're walking upstairs, we tend to use a lot of our quads. Um, when we're reaching for things, we're using our, our shoulders and our pecs. So a lot of the stuff we do on day-to-day activities uses our anterior part of our body over and over and over again. And then as well, we pair that with going into the gym and a lot of people like to train the muscles they can see in the mirror. So we're using our anterior part of our body again. So the posterior tends to get neglected, things like our lats, Um our upper back, our hamstrings, our glutes, our lower back, all this type of stuff gets neglected because it doesn't get trained enough. So ideally, the ratio between pull and push in the gym should be more leaning towards pull. Okay, so um, as a general rule of thumb, for every pushing exercise you do, you will probably want to be doing two pulling exercises. Okay, so an example of a push exercise, something like a bench press or an overhead press. Pulling exercises might be rows, um, pull downs, pull ups, Reverse flies, um, that's for upper body, obviously, for lower body things like hamstring curls, arabesques, RDLs, hip thrusts, all this type of stuff. That's what's going to be putting more emphasis and targeting on the posterior part of our body, which is super important and tends to get neglected um, in the gym. And it makes a big difference and it's it's going to um, have a big impact on how your physique looks, your posture, um, the risk of injury, the energy expenditure. So... That's something to think about when you're putting together your program as well. Now, number five is that unilateral work for muscular imbalances should be something that's a priority for most people. I think nine out of ten people listening to this episode probably have some form of muscular imbalance and and overcompensate by using one side of their body more than the others than the other. So you know, just sticking to barbell and machine exercise is not a good idea because you're going to continue to overcompensate continue to further create more muscular imbalances and that's just going to increase the risk of injury it's going to risk um, increase the risk of poor posture uh, and it just doesn't look great either if you're thinking about going into the gym and 
Um, and you know, if you're, you're critiquing your own physique, you're looking at your physique, and one one peck is ten times bigger than the other one, then that's quite frustrating, and it can be quite demotivating as well. So, things like you know, unilateral movements, okay, things like lunges, um, dumbbell work using single arm, single leg, these are super important to keep in your training program to to help balance out these muscular imbalances. Now, the other important factor of this is that. If we are doing a single arm or single leg movement, then you always want to start with the weaker side first. Now, whatever rep range you can stick to, whatever weight you can stick to with the weaker side is is what you will do on the stronger side, even if it feels easy on the stronger side. Remember, to to to, to balance out the muscular imbalance and the maybe the strength um, this you know, the strength imbalance as well. If you're constantly lifting more on on the stronger side because you can, then you're never going to do. You're never going to balance it out. Start with the weaker side. Um, only do what you can on the strong side. What you can on the weaker side, if that makes any sense. I feel like I've just fucking can't even explain this properly. But um, super important. Unilateral work is very important. It should be part of everyone's program, and not only for muscular imbalances, but also for balance in general, for core strength and stabilization, and just for variety in your training programs as well. A few more here, guys. A few more non-negotiables before I wrap up the episode. Number six is that progression is key. Now, I can get absolutely any bum off the street to come in and train me this morning for an hour and have me feeling absolutely fucking rooted at the end of the session, but that doesn't mean I'm going to make any progress, okay? So, a lot of people are prioritizing feeling fatigued and feeling like they've trained hard for progression, uh, over-progression, and a lot of trainers out there, for those that are listening as well, that are trainers or coaches, it's important to keep in mind that progression should always be the key you know, ingredient of training. That should be the key focus of training, not just to get your clients to feel like they've worked hard by smashing them with cardio and high reps and all this crazy shit to make them feel like they've worked hard and, and got their money's worth for the session. Now, some clients will want that. Some people do want to feel like they've just trained hard, and that's fantastic. You should feel like you're training hard, but in saying that, if you're not making any progress, if there's no measurable progress over time, then you're really not seeing any results. You're just smashing yourself. And it feels good at the time, yes, but you may not see any changes at all in your physique and in your strength if you're not measuring your progress. Now, for those that do want to feel like they've just been smashed every time they go to the gym, Focus on these big benchmark lifts like I've told you about already, the compound movements. Make sure you're progressively overloading. Then towards the end of the session, then you can kind of smash yourself a little bit more, maybe throw in some hit or some higher rep failure sets or intensity techniques like supersets and rest pause and things like that. But if you're not seeing progress, then what's all this for in the first place? Number seven, yeah, the seventh non-negotiable for me is that it must be enjoyable. Training is meant to be enjoyable. And, you know, I, I sent some information on this out to my email list yesterday and I just had in there, I'm like, look, 99% of people listening to this episode, 99% of people that read yesterday's email aren't professional athletes, aren't getting paid to train, aren't making their living off training and playing a sport. So, you know, people out there tend to talk about, you hear athletes talk about, you know, they fucking hated every minute of training, but they just loved the success and loved playing and loved winning. But for most of us, that's not the case. We 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 don't need to hate training because we're not fucking getting paid to do it. Okay, for most of us anyway. So it should be enjoyable. You should love going to the gym. What's the point of 
paying a gym membership? What's the point of paying a, a trainer to turn up and absolutely hate it? Like it makes absolutely no sense to me at all. So your training style, your training program should be enjoyable. You should look forward to doing it. If you don't, it's time to change it up. You can see results in a number of different ways, a number of different training styles. So find what's right for you. Stick to it and and get the most out of it because you know deep down that if you look forward to your training session, you're going to get far more out of that session than what you would if you had no intention of even going. You, you, the whole day you're sitting in there while you're at work or while you're at school or uni or whatever, and you're, you're thinking about how much you can't fucking, you don't want to go to the gym at night time because you've got to do barbell squats and you hate squats. If that's the case, then don't do squats. Do something else. Do leg press. Do something else. Training is enjoy- should be enjoyable. It's, it's a privilege for us to be able to go and train. We're very lucky to be able to do it. So make sure it's enjoyable for you and I guarantee you'll see far um, greater results. Now, the last one here is patience. We don't have enough of it. Majority of us don't, and I'm guilty of this all the time, but we need to be patient. Something that not many people have, but when it comes to fat loss, when it comes to muscle gain, patience, you know, slow and steady wins the race all the time. We need to be patient. I see a lot of people switching up their training programs every single week because they get bored or they're not seeing results as quickly as they'd like, but there's just no patience there. And if we are serious about seeing good results, if we are wanting to to make significant changes to our bodies then patience really is the key we need to make sure that we are allowing time that we give ourselves more time than probably necessary i tell people all the time when i got in the absolute best shape of my life um the last time i was doing physique competitions i literally dieted you know was in a calorie deficit um realistically for half a year literally like kind of 26 weeks but it was easy because it, it was so slow. The, the The fat loss was so slow. I retained pretty much all my muscle mass. My metabolism was super high. I was losing body fat, um, eating a lot of food, training really well. And it was enjoyable, but it was because I was patient. I gave myself more time than I thought I needed. And that's when I saw the best results. And a lot of people out there just aren't patient enough. And that's why you keep fucking hitting a wall. That's why you continually want to change programs and not see results and and you, you're hopping from one program to the other, one diet to the other, is you're not patient enough. So give it time. Give it more time than what you think you need, and I guarantee that'll make a big difference in your training. So guys, just to rehash all those those non-negotiables again, number one was your warm-up routine. Number two is that compound movements make up the meat of the workouts. Number three is execution comes first every single time. Number four is that ideally do more pulling exercises than pushing. Number five is unilateral work for muscular imbalances is very significant um, to your training and should be a priority. Number six is that progression is always key. Number seven is that it must be enjoyable. And number eight, we need to be more patient. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, if you've taken some value away, which I really hope you have, please do take a screenshot on your phone right now. Post on Instagram story for me. I'd love to see plenty of these. I think this this content, this episode is really valuable to a lot of people. So let's try and get as many downloads as we can and, and help as many people as we can with this one, guys. Um, a big thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to chatting to you again in the very next episode.